Elizabeth Sweeney was born in 1984 in Oakland, California. She attended the University of California, Berkeley, where her only athletic accomplishment consisted of serving as the coxswain on the men's rowing team. Elizabeth, however, desperately wanted to become an Olympian, and the only thing standing in her way was a complete lack of athletic ability. Her lack of athletic ability and skill didn't stop her, however, and in 2018, she managed to achieve her goal of competing in the Olympic Games. Learn more about Elizabeth Sweeney and the power of just showing up on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Rerouted. Let's face it, outdoor gear can be expensive. If you're into camping, climbing, skiing, or hiking, you can spend a lot of money indulging in your hobby. Wouldn't it be great if you could save some money as well as cut down on resource use at the same time? Well, you can. Rerouted is the place to buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. They make shopping for used gear as easy as shopping for new gear. Rerouted believes that each piece of gear has a story, and they want to help tell yours. If you're actively involved in outdoor activities, or just looking to get into it, you can save money by shopping at rerouted.co. Once again, that's rerouted.co, or click on the link in the show notes. The year 1988 was an important year in Olympic history. The Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta saw two entrants, which had a lasting change on the rules to which governed the Olympic Games. The first entrant was Michael Edwards, a.k.a. Eddie the Eagle. Eddie was the top ski jumper in Great Britain, 
which is maybe only a single step removed from being the best ski jumper in Saudi Arabia. He attended the 1987 World Championships and finished in 55th place. This was good enough to qualify him for the 1988 Olympic ski jumping team, as he was technically the top ski jumper in the UK. There are two ways you can look at Eddie the Eagle's Olympic performance. On one hand, he came in dead last in both the 70 and 90 meter events, which are the only two ski jumping events. On the other hand, he did set the British ski jump record. The other notable entrant in Calgary was the Jamaican bobsled team. Jamaica is not well known for its winter sports prowess. However, they're really good at sprinting. Someone put two and two together and realized that bobsledding was sort of like sprinting, at least for a little bit, and maybe Jamaica could put together a decent team. In 1998, they did not horribly. They placed 30 out of 41 teams in the two-man bobsled, and they didn't even finish in the four-man bobsled. After the Calgary Olympics, the International Olympic Committee, also known as the League of No Fun, decided to implement what became known as the Eddie the Eagle Rule. Basically, you couldn't just be the best person in your country. If you weren't competitive at the international level, you couldn't compete at the Olympics. The rules really weren't unreasonable. The Olympics were supposed to be the ultimate in athletic competition. The new rule said that any competitor had to finish in the top 30% in international competition or in the top 50, whichever is fewer. Elizabeth Sweeney read the rules and said, hold my beer. As I noted in the introduction, Sweeney desperately wanted to become an Olympian. She had the drive and determination required to become an Olympian. The only thing she lacked was talent and athleticism. She did appear to have a knack for reading the rules and finding loopholes. Even though she was born in the United States, she first tried to qualify representing Venezuela, which was the home country of her mother. She tried to qualify for the 2014 Olympics in both skeleton, which is like a head-first luge, and freestyle skiing. To qualify for the 2018 Olympics, she took a totally different approach. This time, she focused on half-pipe skiing. If you're familiar with the half-pipe, you probably know it best from snowboarding, where it's a much more popular event. Half-pipe skiing is a relatively new event only introduced in the 2014 Olympics. According to the International Ski Federation, the governing body which oversees half-pipe skiing, to qualify for the Olympics, you had to place in the top 30 at an FIS Freestyle World Cup event or at the FIS Freestyle World Ski Championships, and you had to earn at least 50 FIS points, which are the points used for world rankings. Women's half-pipe skiing also wasn't the most popular event. There were many competitions that had fewer than 30 entrants. Moreover, if someone were to fall down and not finish their run, they wouldn't place at all. They would just be listed as DNF, or did not finish. The half-pipe is a dangerous event. You ski up one end of the pipe, do a bunch of flips and twists, and then you do it again on the other end of the pipe. The slightest mistake can result in injury or worse. For example, four-time Winter X Games gold medalist in the skiing halfpipe, Sarah Burke, was killed while training in 2012. Elizabeth did the math and realized all she had to do was show up. For two years before the Olympics, she showed up at every FIS qualifying event. And what did she do at these events? Basically, nothing. Ski down the halfpipe and do no tricks whatsoever. She just went up and down each side of the halfpipe and didn't wipe out. At most events, someone in the competition would wipe out, which would automatically place her higher. At every competition, by just not crashing, she would accumulate a few points. 
Other competitors didn't go to every event, or they would occasionally wipe out. Sure, they would place above her, but as far as qualifying for the Olympics was concerned, just showing up was all she had to do. She ended up with 13 top 30 finishes, every one of which was due to having 30 or fewer competitors or other women crashing. Her best finish was 13th place at a competition in Beijing where there were only 15 competitors, two of which did not finish. When it came time to determine the Olympic qualifiers, the top 24 women in the world would qualify. Elizabeth Sweeney was ranked 34th in the world. However, they had a quota system in place which limited the number of competitors from each country. Six Americans qualified, for example, but only four could attend. Factor in a large number of injuries, and Sweeney made the top 24. At the Pyeongchang Olympics, her runs were described as, quote, perfectly mediocre. She attempted no tricks and finished with scores of 30 and 31.4, which were the worst in Olympic history. She finished in last place a full 16 points below the next closest competitor from Denmark, who crashed in both of her runs. Technically speaking, her runs were flawless insofar as walking across the street without falling down can be considered flawless. Not surprisingly, there was a backlash against her presence at the Olympics. She was called the worst Olympian ever. Others said she made a mockery of the Olympics, which should be reserved for only the best athletes in the world. A commentator for CBS News said that she was, quote, able to achieve the real American dream, scamming the system to achieve your life goals while doing the absolute bare minimum to get there, unquote. However, you can say what you want, but she did legitimately qualify. The rules were set specifically to filter out people who weren't qualified, and she still managed to qualify for the Olympics. Perhaps most telling is that today, the International Ski Federation has not changed its rules for Olympic qualification. Anyone, in theory, could qualify the same way again. As the saying goes, I guess, don't hate the player, hate the game. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at Patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, I'll read your review on the show.